Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips, brought to you by the Hot Lifty Podcast. How was that, dude? That was, that was good. Got Bring me fired up, man. Bringing the thunder on this Monday again in your face, Cole. Quick turnaround, buddy. Yeah, we keep just fucking him 12 ways from Sunday. Just all these last minute ones like <laughs> Monday night. Got to have it ready for 4 a.m. Tuesday morning or whatever time of these things drop. You wait to the last minute, man. Only takes a minute to do. Yeah. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk gear inventory, man. I was looking at the calendar today. August is over. Done. I mean, fucking see ya. Disappeared. September's here. I mean, archery season opens <laughs> for Georgia this month. And we're going to be in Wyoming next month and then Colorado. Yeah. And I've got a antelope hunt in Colorado in two weeks. Oh my God. I know. So close. I actually just like, just pulled the muzzle loaders out. I'm leaving tomorrow to go to the Western slope for a couple of days to plug in with uh, some folks out there. I'm actually going to bring my muzzle loaders because I'm going to be on a big spread and I'm going to try to get them zeroed, confirmed zero, do some shooting with them, make sure that, it's a new site setup that I'm running this year. Uh, it's gonna should be a little more precise for Western hunting, so I just got to get that. You know, two weeks out. I said yeah. I wasn't gonna do that this year, and here I am. Here we are. As Every time. Usual. Yeah, but I mean that's it's a great kind of point because a lot of folks may not. You know, if you're archery elk hunting in September, then you're pretty fucked. Uh, it's coming right up. Uh, but for those that have a little more time, you know gear inventory is a big thing this year or this part of the year excuse me and it's it's pulling out your stuff don't wait to the last minute you know even two weeks out is enough time you know so go through your gear start running through it inventorying it checking it checking your boots checking your boot laces you know making sure you uh you know you retreat your boots if you've got waterproof boots putting some oil on them uh caring for that's the leather that's you a know really good tip. Yeah, like like a lot of people don't realize like you you can oil your boots and extend the life of the leather yeah. of the boot, especially if you're, you know, these higher end Western boots are starting to get more mainstream. And so like you know I've got a pair of Zamberlins that you know weren't cheap, and and I want those things to last me for five, six, seven seasons, and maybe I have to resell them at some point. But you know keeping the boots, and taking care of them, and extending the life. But it's just all your gears like that, right? Airing out your sleeping bags, not storing them in the compression sacks, because um, that you know compresses all the the either the down or even the synthetics, right? It can it can cause them to lose their their fluff, and then they when they lose that, they're not near as uh, warm. And so just you know you'll, you'll get the the cold spots in them uh, if you store your shit too long compressed. So just you know, but airing them out, you know, it's easy to come in from a trip and not check your shit, uh, putting a tent up when there might be dew on it and then not pulling it back up. So getting all that out now, like it's better to, to pop your tent, realize that it's got some mildew on it now, uh, you know, spray it off, let it air dry, air it out, clean that thing, then getting up on the mountain. And then you got to go sleep in a mildewy tent, uh, because that sucks. And I've done that before. So just gear care, gear inventory, know what you need to replace. Uh, it's just, that's huge. I like doing dry runs too. Because I found early on, I would like, I have the gear, but when I get in the situation, I would not be able to do whatever I needed to efficiently because I hadn't practiced using that gear before. So like, for example, getting out and setting up a spotting scope used to take me a thousand years and, you know, taking it out now when I have far less variables uh, involved um, and practicing and like setting up uh, the interchangeable heads between like 
my bino set up and um i run the same like shooting rest off a tripod and then uh spotting scope and interchanging those and just practicing attaching all the various attachments and making sure everything's squared away practicing those movements is really important uh you don't want to be doing that on the mountain yeah it's a great point you know pitching your tent as we saw at rendezvous which was supposedly a bunch of hunters from across the huntless team watching everybody try to get their tents up across the board was pretty pretty poor uh, you know and some of that's just brand new tents right you get you get a new tent out you throw it up or like you haven't set that tent up in a while and it's like oh shit how does this one go and so we're doing a couple run-throughs pitching that tent because you don't know the conditions in which you might be trying to get that thing up it could be heavy winds it could be a downpour it could be a blizzard you know it could be any number of things it could be cold it could right be your hands aren't working it could be nighttime you're doing it in the dark or early in the morning you know just there's a lot of things that can happen in your planning that will shift those timelines and just having not having to worry about doing stuff for the first time you should never be doing it for the first time when you're on the mountain or you're in the tree stand and i've been bad about that with like tree saddle setups where i'm like oh, i'll just figure it out you know when i'm going to go the stakes are less high you know when you're a mile from the cabin or whatever but like it still can ruin the hunt like it's not going to be life or death but it, it still can you know put a damper on things and i mean i missed that buck that big buck a couple of years not missed it but i missed it in a shot opportunity on a really nice 10 pointer a couple of years ago because i hadn't practiced enough of my equipment so those are like hard lessons learned that i've had and i know you have too and it's just running through your stuff running through your gear list checking them off and you know we have a, a new brand partner that we've mentioned a few times on this podcast and actually had them on but the boys from hunt wallet i mean and I'm we're not just saying this, like this is a product that I love uh, and it's yeah. it's well worth the investment. What's really cool about it is the gear locker aspect. And so when you go through it, I haven't fully built mine out, but when I do all my layouts for all my hunts that are coming up, uh, which I'm going to start on this weekend, it's like laying out my gear, updating them into the the system. You put the date in which you bought it. So now you can track life cycles of certain gears, right? Because a lot of people don't realize like, like, a lot of these higher end hunting gear actually doesn't last as long because these technical fabrics deteriorate. So like rain gear will only last, you know, like five, six years, it really starts to drop and it's, it's ability to actually repel the moisture. And so actually knowing and tracking, and then you can start planning like how you want to uh, start replacing this stuff or like resealing. If you've got like silly nylon tarps and tents, like you have to reseal your seams because the, the sealant on the seams will start to uh, wear out, especially when it's in the sun and exposed to the elements. And so you got to reseal that. So you can track that within the hunt wallet's gear locker, which is really cool. And then you can also, once you build your gear locker, you can also see like how much, like for me, like I have, way too many backpacks and way too many bags and way too many of a bunch of shit as you upgrade over the years. And so it's going to give me a way to be like, okay, now I know I need to get rid of this much stuff, either go give it away or sell it for cheap and just clear out some room. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the same thing on like, what do I need to buy? Maybe I want to upgrade from my pair of, you know, kind of Merrill, you know, run in the mill single year use boots to, so I want to go get a pair of Krispies or a pair of Zamberlins. And so I've got that on there now I can budget and plan. So there's some really cool aspects of that uh, gear locker part of hunt wallet. Another aspect that I really like, <clears throat> and I think it ties in with like taking inventory for the fall is uh, the ability to track your preference and bonus points for all the States that you're in. Yeah. I think that's, that's a super cool function. Key, right. Especially like right now, right? Like you can, apply for preference points at a couple different states right now. And when you have all this other shit going on and you're planning for hunts and blah, 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 you don't want to get stuff to, you know, things can get lost in translation. And so with, with hunt wallet, you can track that 
and track it accurately and all in one place. So you don't have to remember all these logins for every single state's game and fish website and all that. And you can track everything there, track which states you're applying in, track which species you're applying for, right? Um, and what seasons, you know, your, your tags are for that kind of thing. If you're kind of really into it. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Cause like, I forget all the time, like how many preference points I have in each state or when the deadlines are and like having that. And the other cool thing that's really cool is like right now I can log in and it gives me the countdown to my hunts, which I love that feature Excited. is like, yeah. it's also nerve wracking. So it's like, do some work, bitch, get ready. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a cool, cool little feature and you know, it just plugs in with what we're talking about today, but you know, back to the gear stuff, uh, paying attention to your gear is just so important and if you haven't done a full inventory right or if you haven't if you've gotten some new kit and you haven't like packed with that kit uh, I, I highly suggest you do that because it might fit in your bag differently or if you get a new bag like actually pack it go do two three miles around the neighborhood with that bag on with that kit because you might find that you need to either adjust the sizing on your ruck you need to adjust the way you're loading it because i have like a very specific way i pack my bag every single time right sleeping bag goes here this goes here, this goes here, everything kind of goes in and it fits in a certain way. But if I, if I change my setup at all, now all of a sudden that completely shifts, What you don't want to do is like pack your shit, get ready, throw that ruck on get, you know, three miles up towards the top of the mountain. And all of a sudden you're like, man, this is not how I want to have this packed. And because now it's too late, you can't make those adjustments or it's a pain in the ass to do it in the field. Yep. Yep. A thousand percent, man. A thousand percent. It's getting close, man. It's time. I'm excited. I've, I missed all of last season because I was deployed and like I have the itch so bad. I mean, shooting the gators and going out on the pig hunts like that kind of like kind of scratched it, you know, but like, you know, when you get a back scratch, but it's like still kind of getting <laughs> now it's like full blown. Now I really need to go. So I'm excited. Perry and I are going to be chasing them with the muzzies and probably get our asses kicked again. But it's a fun ass hunt because you get so much opportunity to stalk. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's going to be awesome. And we're fortunate enough to be introducing antelope to a couple newbies, which is going to be so awesome. I love that state. It'd be good to be back out there. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really stoked. And then just on the subject of muzzleloaders real quick, and I will give a full review post the season, but I changed up my sights this year from so a typical, so Colorado, a lot of Western states, you can't use optics on muzzleloaders. So you got to be iron sights only. Um, and, you know, on an elk, it, it's not super important, right? You can have a fiber optic sight and elk's got a big kill box. And, but on an antelope, what we found last year was with those fiber optic front sight posts that come stock on most muzzleloaders is the dot itself covers up the entirety of the torso of the fucking antelope. And so it's not very precise, which like caused me anxiety. And there's two shots I didn't take that I probably should have because of how big that front sight post was. And I just was like, I don't know where I'm actually going to hit. And so I went, I did a ton of research in the off season after that. And that was a, another example of not doing enough front end research, right? Not shooting the muzzleloader enough and not shooting. I mean, I, I did shoot it. It was fairly, I mean, I was pretty confident with it, but there's still some, some issues there of not knowing that was very inexperienced with muzzleloaders. And uh, so now I have a, instead of having like your standard kind of V rear sight and then that front sight post, it's a fiber, uh, fiber optic. I have a ghost ring rear sight and then my front sight post is a ring as well. And it has a crosshair 
in the center of it. So it's like an iron sight crosshair and it is significantly more precise than what you would see out of a, a fiber. And then it's also cool because you can pull out that, that crosshair and exchange it for other reticles. And you can also even put a fiber in there. So in the future, if I wanted to, I could do that. And I honestly don't even remember the brand. I'm going to do a follow-up review on this and talk to folks about it. Uh, and I'll, I'll shout them out, whoever it was. I don't even remember what they're, what they're called, but I'm excited. It seems to be a very sweet setup. Perry went and zeroed his and, and got a bunch of shooting and I'm going to shoot this weekend. But so far I put, put it on both my muzzleloaders and I think it's going to be a game changer for actually shooting at distance with a muzzleloader. It's awesome. I'm pumped to see what you put on the ground with it. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> the ship. Yeah. I mean, check your take, gear, check your gear. That's, that's basically this right it's that time of year right now. If you're not doing it, do it tonight, do it tomorrow, do it this weekend, but get your gear checked, figure out what's fucked up. Check. Oh my God. We need to talk tree stands a little bit, especially if you guys are running hang ons or a tree saddle setup, check shit for oh, phrase. Okay. Check for phrase. We just had a guy, a friend of a friend, one of our team members who had a pretty terrible spill and dude's hospital bills are racking up and he got pretty fucked up from a fall from a hang on. And you can't just assume your shit's good. If it sits out in the weather or if it gets packed up, I mean, you can close like some of these like more heavy duty tough boxes, right? You close on a buckle, you close on the strap, you can start getting those frays. I've been really bad in my life, my younger years of not wearing a harness the way I should. I've got kids now. I've got to be a little more responsible. You know, I don't just free climb like I used to. Like I try to actually use my lineman's uh, belt at a minimum, even though you're not supposed to use that as a full arrest device or whatever it's called. But at least have something. Be strapped to that damn tree because it, it, it's it's scary. And a lot of people get fucked up falling out of tree stands or not checking their kit. Yep. Really good point, man. I told you I was on a Georgia hunting forum last week or whatever some guy fell from 20 feet now he's uh paralyzed for the rest of his life doing the same shit you and i've done a million times that's scary yeah it is you know a lot of guys do have those like it just doesn't take much and you fall 20 30 feet and like you're gonna be lucky not to be paralyzed like that's probably gonna be the the standard there so yeah just take care of yourselves don't make a mistake that's that could have been prevented just by some diligence, just by some forward planning, just by actually taking the time to prep. Don't rush out there. Be better to, you know, if you, if you have a six day hunting trip planned, be better to hunt for five days and take one day to get your shit square, get packed, get squared away, make sure everything's tight and take a day off the hunting than it would be to just rush out there with no plan or if not checking your gear, running through your gear. Right. So obviously we should do it before that, but at the very least, like just take care of your equipment because it can, it can be pretty devastating if you don't. At the very least, it can be pretty fucking uncomfortable, as I've learned before. Hell yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end this one. Listeners, go check your shit. Check your gear. Check your stands. As always, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Real we'll quick, talk. speaking of gear, this weekend we're going to have a big Labor Day sale. It'll be our biggest sale that we've had so far this year. We're clearing out a bunch of old inventory to get ready for the fall line. Our fall line is super cool, and we ordered a ton of it, so i got to make a lot of room. So there's going to be some pretty significant savings, up to like 40 45 maybe even 50% off certain uh, some of our older styles. So go check that out. Take advantage of it. Get some savings and help us clear out some inventory. If you get anything out of this podcast, Go check out this sale, right? We stopped doing ads. We got rid of all that. It's just us giving you knowledge, giving you guys some entertainment, hopefully. Please take care of us on the back end here. Go buy some shit that's super cheap. Thank y'all.